Welcome to Her Movement Podcast, the show where we empower women entrepreneurs to build their own movement and create a bigger impact in the world. I'm your host, Preeti Singh Rajput, and I'm beyond excited to have you join me on this exhilarating journey. In each episode, we dive deep into the inspiring stories of remarkable women entrepreneurs. We'll explore their successes, their struggles, and the pivotal moments that shaped their journey. This podcast is a platform for real and raw conversations. Sharing our stories is empowering and instrumental in inspiring others to step into their greatness. From overcoming challenges to celebrating triumphs, our guests will take you on a transformative journey through their experiences. Join us as we delve into topics such as building a loyal community, creating your own movement with your own experience, growing your business with impact, and so much more. Our guests are trailblazers in their respective niches, and they are ready to share their wisdom, insights, and actionable tips that you can implement in your own business and life. Whether you are just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, Her Movement Podcast is your go-to resource for inspiration, guidance, and real-world strategies that truly work. So grab a cup of coffee, tune in, and let's embark on this exciting journey together. Get ready to ignite your passion, elevate your mindset, and build your own movement. Hello, Angela. Welcome to Her Movement Podcast. I'm super pumped up to actually talk to you because your story is so inspiring. The stage is yours. You're the guest. So let's start with your movement. Angela, what movement are you building through your business? I know as women, we are all purposeful and we all have a mission and a movement that we want to build and that change that we want to see in the world. So what movement are you building, Angela? Hi, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this because this is a topic that I love, right? You know my story, so you understand how much I love this. Because of the the thing when I started out was that I was drawn and I was sold an idea, a dream, a wish of these evergreen sales, lay on the beach, drink pina colada, be perfect, have the perfect business, millions of dollars. And when that just didn't turn out the way I wanted, and I pivoted into doing live events, and I'm going to talk more about that, I realized that there were so many people out there that were just like me, right? Stuck in complexity, stuck in their mindset that actually prevented them to move forward. So the movement I want to create is take imperfect action and simplify to multiply the result that we get. So simplify, don't worry about perfection that I did, and really take that to move forward instead of standing still and stuck, right? Right, right. Awesome, awesome. Angela, this is the time I really want you to share about your story because it's so inspiring. And a lot of times as women, we hold ourselves back when things are not perfect, when we are not completely prepared because, you know, we are perfectionists, you know. We can multitask and do so many things. So we just assume that we that's the way to life. That's the way to business, right? So share your story, Angela, how you evolved into an entrepreneur and the challenges that you had in the beginning and how you overcome all of that and the imperfect actions that you took, which brought you here where you are today. Yes. So I was a truck driver for 15 years and I was living in the truck from Sunday to Friday 
unloading loading and in Sweden where I'm originally from as you can hear English isn't my first language so we work I don't know and just that is imperfect action right so I worked 15 or 13 hours per day loading unloading driving and I had this dream of working with my passion and my passion was fitness so I took a license as a personal trainer and nutrition consulting and then I wanted to launch my own online business, right? And then I was sold this evergreen sale wish of laying on the beach, making millions of dollars, right? So I actually built myself an app. An app and I had all the technology you could possibly get your hands on because that was the way I thought that is how you launch an online business. And it actually costed me, yeah, and it actually costed me more money and time than I was making. It, it was kind of a stuck in this complexity, right? And I thought that I needed to be so perfect. I was in fitness, yes, but I bought tons of clothes. I took pictures in the gym and the outfit matches the background and I re-recorded, re-recorded. It was just a mess, a stressful mess. And then I came across a challenge and I joined I think it was a five-day challenge. I can't remember what kind of challenge. And I was just like, hmm, can it really be this simple? <laughs> can I just invite people, speak to them, and they will buy? And I launched my own five-day challenge. And of course, it wasn't that simple because we all know it's a complete strategy, but I didn't get it back then. But the thing was, when I did, when I understood and I invested in myself to learn how to do the challenges, I was like blown away because the tech the in the perfect whatever i wanted to build was working as a wall between me and my audience so i removed all of it and started to do one challenge and one webinar but the thing was i was still working uh, as a truck driver living in the truck so i actually did my launches up until six figures from the truck cabin and sometimes i didn't even have a shower right so I looked like crap. <laughs> I looked like crap sometimes. But it didn't matter because I wanted people to, to be inspired. They could be fit and they could lose weight and they could do all this kind of thing without being perfect. And I realized, why would I want to show up perfect and try to inspire people? You can do this without being perfect. Makes no sense. Right? So that was kind of the turning point for my own business. And then I realized how many people like one and a half year later, how many people that were like me? It's me, me. I'm, I'm, I'm someone who yeah. has been there. It's like five years. I'm in business, but this is the first year that I'm actually showing up. Just because I always thought that, you know, I need to be behind the scenes in my business because I'm not picture perfect. Yeah. And I think we sometimes forget that money actually comes from people. They're going to pull out their pockets with their hardworking money and give you. And you don't want to speak to them like I did. I wanted to be, be, I don't want to show up. I don't want to speak to people. I don't want to call. So I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And the same people I tried to avoid speaking to, I expected them to give me money. And if you look at the coaching business today, that is where it's moving, right? You, there are, you spend hours and hours on tactical things that moves you away from speaking to people 
at the same time, you have an audience that is confused, feels stressed. They don't know who to trust. They don't know who to buy from. And the only thing they are wishing is for you to speak to them. Right? So there is kind of a gap, gap in the market where you can fill by just showing up and speak for you, to your audience. Be there. Right? Like yourself. Show up as you. You are your biggest asset when it comes to sales. I mean, you're, that is how you build the like, know, and trust. You don't build it with a font or a color. Right? I thought I needed to look in a certain way. I thought I needed to show up in a certain way. And I was afraid of judgment. I had imposter syndrome. All these kind of fears about how other people were going to see me. But what I realized is that, of course, it's in the eye of the beholder, but they come to me. They already see me as an expert. They already see me as a person who they want to follow, listen to, which means it has nothing to do with how I see myself. It is actually how I show up and how they kind of see me. And what I really want to kind of talk a little bit about is the fact that when we stand up and speak, if you, that is why people want to speak on, on TEDx stages, right? Because as soon as you stand up and speak, the people see you as the expert, the person that know your things, the person that has authority, right? Which means it's strange that we kind of don't want to do that. <laughs> we don't want to speak. We don't want to show up and speak because it feels like in a certain way we're afraid of judgment when it's vice versa. The audience already sees you as an authority figure if you stand up and speak. So I really want to encourage anyone that it doesn't need to be perfect. Show up as yourself, that you you are your biggest asset for your business, right? They are going to buy from you, not your color or font. They are going to buy from you. And as soon as you stand up and show up like this, your audience are immediately going to see you as someone that knows what they are talking about, right? So, and it doesn't need to be perfect. And I think that is where a lot of people get stuck. But we need to realize everyone started somewhere and it wasn't perfect for them either. If I look back at my first challenge, I wish I, I, wish I would have had it because it would be funny to watch it, right? And when I launched from Swedish to English, that challenge, I guess it was really bad <laughs> if I look back. But if I wouldn't have started back there, I wouldn't be where I am today, would I? So we need to start as well and have the right. courage to, to start. And, and how did you find the courage to actually accept what wasn't working for you, Angela? Because at so many times I see that we somewhere inside, we're aware of it, that we are stopping ourselves. But it becomes hard for us to kind of, you know, take that one step that's, that's really courageous, you know, to actually accept that this is something that's not working out for me and stand up for what we want to create for ourselves rather than what we see around us. I mean, I had this dream. I had this wish. I had this passion that I wanted. And it, that, that dream needs to be bigger than your fear. That purpose that you have needs to be bigger than your fear. Your goals need to be bigger than your fear. And when I realized that for me to get here, I needed to get over those fears. And I started small. I started small, right? When I first launched my five-day challenge, 
it wasn't that many people, of course, because I didn't understand copywriting, so no, almost no one signed up. But that is another story. But I started kind of small, showing up closed doors. Everyone needed to kind of sign up so I know exactly who was watching, right? I started out by using not Zoom meetings, so I didn't see the people. I started to use Zoom webinars, right? But you just need to start because when you do that, you get knocked over the edge, right? And I can promise you're not going to want to turn back because when you realize how your communication, the instant interaction with the audience is going to kind of evolve into something kind of magical because people are just waiting for you, you're not going to want to come back. I could go live every single day if if I wanted, right? Of course, it would be exhausting to go live every day. But I love launching. I love show up live. I love to do all this kind of speaking, even if English isn't my first language. And if I can do it, you can do it. I mean, I'm on this podcast. I have been in multiple summits with my bad accent, whatever you want to call it. But it's way better now than it was. But that is also my strength, right? Yeah. Because people, it's inspire people. When they hear me, they think, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. If she can do it in that accent, I can do it. Yeah. If she can do it from a truck cabin, I can do it, right? So you need to understand that you can do it. And your goal, your dream, your wish, your the legacy you want to create, the impact you want to create needs to be bigger than your fear. So write it down on a piece of paper, write that dream down. And every time you feel imposter syndrome, uh, procrastination knocks on the door, whatever, read it and understand that, yeah, this dream I have, this impact I want to create, this legacy when I'm done on this earth, I want to have this legacy needs to be bigger. And then you just do it. Start small. <laughs> it's more about understanding what you got um, as your gift and, and the vision that you have for yourself and the value that you want to give is bigger than your fear of not being perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, somewhere I feel like, you know, normalizing fear and normalizing, in, you know, being imperfect is also equally important to, to feel that way that, all right, you're going to suck in the beginning and which is perfectly fine. <laughs> I mean, if we look at the online space, unfortunately, it looks so perfect, doesn't it? It looks like everyone that is successful is perfect. They are not. And we need to remember that was what looks like an overnight success is years of consistency, frequency, failure, all those kind of things. If you look back on their first, wherever they started, was that crap? Probably, yes, if we look back at it. But if they didn't have the courage to start, they wouldn't be where they are today. But we have a tendency to forget it because the only thing we see is what they show on social media, right? Which is not always the kind of reality. And even if it's the reality they have today, that is not the reality where they started out. And you need to, to kind of filter that when you look at all these perfect whatevers. You need to filter and ask yourself, okay, did they start this way? No, because now they have a lot of money. They can spend it on makeup artists, uh, houses, rent, perfect studios, whatever. They didn't start there. 
right? So you need to have that. Right. I usually say that right. you need to put your blinders on and you BS glasses on, then you go online. <laughs> this is so true because it does, does slow down the whole process, you know, and it does, you know, somewhere impact our mindset and we start judging ourselves and feel low where, you know, in ourselves and we just feel like, okay, you know, uh, you know, how am I going to work? They're just so perfect. And um, I don't really look like them. I don't sound like them. And with my own accent, I'm from India. So of course, I have always worked with foreign clients, but it's more like I'm from India. So I've grown up here. I have a certain accent and I don't personally feel bad about it. I just feel okay about my accent. And I feel like if it's not my own language and I still can speak, it's, it's something that needs to be appreciated rather than being judged you know and um, and I do have people where where they are perfect and I just feel like you know I don't sound like them how are people going to relate to me you know and then I this year I actually take that pledge that people are going to relate to me for the mission that I hold in my heart and they will never you know relate to me or know me if I don't respect my own vision for this life they're going to respect me if I even if I'm fearful about everything, I'm still walking that path. Yeah, and I think now moving into, if we look back for the last years when the pandemic hit and, and the online space just boom, right? And there is no entry level for anyone to go online, put up a bio, claim to be an expert and sell and do exactly what you do. The problem with that is, of course, the audience in itself don't know who to trust who to buy from, who is the real deal, who is not. And they are also sold a dream, a wish, an idea like I was, right? And if you can kind of break through that noise, being you, you already are on your way to success because you are going to stand out compared to everyone that is kind of there hiding, hiding behind the computer, hiding behind a beautiful sales page, hiding whatever. And people are they are craving that because they are so fed up with this perfect, this impersonal world that the online space actually created since the pandemic, right? Because there are now more noise than ever. So the last thing you want to do is add more noise. And you can easily do that by pivot and kind of um, go out as you and interrupt the market being you imperfect showing up like this right that is gonna stop the scroll because they're gonna see like whoa what is this something personal here and they are instantly gonna connect with you and you are more likely going to get the sale compared to someone that doesn't this is so beautiful you are talking exactly what i teach my clients that you know uh don't take it as disadvantage yes talk about it so there is awareness you know, bring it out. Let's have a conversation around it so that people can feel that it's a normal thing to be, you know, imperfect and not be social, you know, picture perfect sort of a personality. Um, so it's important that we talk about it. But at the same time, what you just said, Angela, that it is an advantage if we look at it that way, because it does help us stand out. And people do stop scrolling. I do have, you know, since the time I started showing up, I do have messages like that in my messenger where people tell me that, oh God, I just stopped because I just felt like there is somebody just sitting on the couch and talking, you know, the, the real stuff and just, you know, being herself. 
So it does make impact and it is in a strength if we truly can embody this. I mean, we need to remember that people buy from people, right? They buy from people and you showing up as yourself is going to be your biggest asset, right? You are your biggest asset. And if you want to kind of inspire your audience, you also need to lead by example, right? And that is where I kind of went off the road because I didn't understand that. So I tried to launch something that looked perfect and sell a dream in the same way I was sold a dream. And when I pivoted from that and I moved into me, me imperfect here looking like crap sometime, I didn't shower, have almost oil in my hair looking whatever. So that that is where my turning point was. And I realized that Oh, they buy from me because I am me. And this was way before the pandemic, right? So when we kind of entered this, when everybody went online, my accent, the way I showed up, the way I kind of look, sound, whatever, do with my hands. And now I moved to Italy. So all of a sudden I do a lot of gesture of some reason. It's kind of interrupting the market compared to a lot of people that kind of try to be perfect and look copy and paste. I go out and I am me, which interrupt. And either you're interrupted or you interrupt the market, right? Right. Either you fit in or you stand out. Yeah. And people have had enough of copy and paste. The, the entire copy and paste mentality needs, needs to stop. And, and it's just adding more noise to the market. And you don't want to be the person that add more noise. Move away from that and just embrace the all your flaws that you think you have embrace them use them to your advantage my first business coach and this is long before the pandemic actually told me that everything that people told you you were too much of too loud too obnoxious to whatever use it to your advantage in your business right now i am loud i i Right. And I can use it because that is the person that I want to work with that like my uniqueness. Right. I don't want to work with people that are sold a dream and then they enter my program and they are just like, what? <laughs> what is this person? That is not what I bought. <laughs> I want them to, to join and feel comfortable that, yeah, I ended up in the right place. I can so relate to that. And Angela, I see that you also talk. So you do talk a lot about coming out raw and real with your imperfect self and embracing all of that. And then uh, you also talk about building relationships with your audience. I mean, if you look, if if we look in the online space, how it would have ha- what have had happened, right, is that we spend massive amount of time on tactical things that moves us away from speaking to people, right? all this technology and things and chat GPT and all those kind of things that is really hot, hot, right? And what happens is that we get so caught up in the instant gratification, the instant transaction, that we forget that we want to play on the level of impact on the world and look at things long term. And what always is going to win long term when it comes to sales and when it comes to lead generation and all those kind of things it's relationship building, right? Because what you kind of want to look at is that when people are going to buy from you, they want to buy from someone they trust. 
And you can't build that without a relationship. And that is, of course, why we do events where we kind of compress the time it takes to build that relationship into days instead of months. But when you look at your marketing, when you look at how you show up, when you look at what you post online, you want to ask yourself, okay, it's going to be someone's absolute first time coming across my content, right? How am I showing up to start that conversation, start that relationship, right? How can I do that? How can I speak right into the needs of my audience, the urgent need that my audience have? to start these conversations because they, it will always go from conver content conversations into consultation or close or how you do your sales, right? It all starts out in, in the content that people come across somehow, right? So you want to look at how, instead of looking, how can I sell to these people? Ask yourself, how can I serve these people and start a relationship with these people? That is how you play the long game. That is how you play on the le level of impact right instead of play on the noisy copy and paste fast transaction whatever it is down there right so you want to think more relationship and i always say like say selling is serving selling is not selling but a lot of people have this instant gratification of the sales instead of looking more long term and ask yourself how can i create a bigger impact by create more conversations and more relationships online, right? So that is, of course, something that is really close to my heart because I didn't, this is things that I didn't understand in the beginning myself, right? So that is the impact that I want to create today to inspire people that don't do what I did. <laughs> it's not going to work, right? If you, if you see how we are sold these dreams and these wishes and these kind of ideas online, of course, we get drawn to very tactical things because they are usually very tactical. And now we have a world that is, you have so many opportunities to scale, so many opportunities to start a business and do all these kind of things, that all these kind of things is almost spinning ourselves out of control because we don't know what to focus on. So we get drawn to a lot of different kind of things and we do it all and it's exhausting you're going to run into a wall and if you remove and replace a lot of those tactical complicated unpersonal things we just have conversations with your people you're going to see a massive growth because what you what you want to think about is replacing things that moves you away from speaking to people to things that gives you instant kind of two-way communication of some kind it can be like a podcast for this it can be like a live it can be like a dm it can be anything it's just not hiding behind the computer thinking like that your color is what makes people don't want to buy from you because it's not right and that is what i thought when i was caught up in my app i can share this right i was so focused on my logo and colors because that is what I thought people bought, right? And I, I think I sent in 27 app names to App Store and got all rejected because I thought it needed to be cool, funny, zizzly, whatever, and it didn't work. And when I realized that, yeah, simplicity, and 
kind of use the words that my audience used, right? And move away from, yeah, the logo wasn't that important. No one cared, <laughs> right? The color wasn't important. No one cared of my audience. And But we get so caught up in those kind of things that we need so many things and we get diluted in our energy and it moves us even more away from speaking to people, right? So kind of remove, think away, how can I simplify? How can I remove things that is not and direct interface with my audience and you're going to give yourself a head start in scaling and growing and starting now when i'm actually listening to you angela and i i recall all of my clients with whom i work um i just realized something maybe you know hiding behind a landing page a logo and a color makes people feel like they're doing the work and it is a kind of imposter syndrome that we need to understand that, you know, the real work starts from when we start meeting people and talking to them. Not this. So is, has it got something to do with that? Maybe it's a way for people to kind of, you know, feel like they're working? I mean, just, um, just scrolling feels like work nowadays, right? People say, yeah, but I spend, hours, I spend hours on social media. It gives me nothing. Yeah, but what do you do? Scrolling. That, is, that isn't working, right? It's not working in your business. Scrolling. It's having conversations that is working. And we actually use just one hour per day that is really kind of strategically put to spend on social media. And then we move away. Because what happens is that you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, and you think, oh, I work so much. You don't work. You scroll. It's like sitting behind, like in Canva. And I can speak for myself because I love Canva, but I'm not a designer, so it takes a lot of this time. But I think it's kind of fun. And I spent two hours in Canva, and I think, oh, I did a lot of work. I did nothing. That is why that, like, pushing out content for an example that builds absolutely nothing it's just adding noise right so and it's the same thing just spend hours and hours and hours trying to make it perfect it's wasting time and if you removed those hours with the same amount of hours speaking to people it would be the 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 black and white difference right and we use we kind of usually maybe use it if we have a little imposter syndrome a little procrastination knocking on the door we'd rather go into canva or we'd rather go to our web page or we'd rather go to our funnel or scrolling thinking but i did a lot of work today no you did not right because we kind of get so and it's yeah it's kind of a defense or an excuse that we feel like we did a lot of work when we actually didn't right and that is why i'm all into simplify simplify do less but do what actually moves the needle instead of spending hours on things that moves absolutely nothing in your business right but it sometimes can be hard to know what actually moves and what doesn't right and of course you need someone maybe to lead you and you need maybe a coach or a strategist or be in a room with successful people it can be anything but be around people that understand what moves the needle and what doesn't, right? If, if we have, because it can be hard to know, right? 
but stop stop the scrolling without doing any kind of communication because that is going to give you zero and that's such a big learning so instead of kind of feeling like while being on the social media you're working it's more about um we can start um you know kind of tracking our work and our progress based on how many conversations we had on that particular day when i uh, thought of starting this podcast i was uh, mentally not ready because i i felt like i'm not ready to come in front of the camera i just felt like no one's going to listen to me i don't look good i don't sound like you know other people and uh, and who's going to listen to my podcast and things like that and when i actually just put a post and i you know said to the world that i i want to do this podcast there were more than 300 applications that i you know in people interested in in that podcast and i felt like oh god i mean i was judging myself too hard so people don't really care how i look it's more about they care about the uh, movement that i want to build they, they all were interested to be part of the podcast because i had a purpose behind that i had a movement that i wanted to you know so passionately do it in this lifetime they nobody bothered about how i looked or you know how i sounded not at all and at that was of such a big learning and now while i'm talking to you angela it just reaffirms everything that happened to me and and the way i came out in the world it just reaffirms everything and i can from my own experience say this loud that what you're talking about is is actually right yeah and i i usually say yeah, we talk we have talked about this like trying to be perfect how exhausting right how exhausting how how exhausting isn't it to doubt yourself all the time right or to be scared or to be uh, feel like a, you're an imposter or looking at others and feel like a failure how exhausting isn't it right it's exhausting and nothing good is going to come from that right so you we need to kind of be inspired and that is why i loved this podcast because this the the it was about the movement and things like that instead of maybe strategy some people don't need more strategy you you need some some someone to to move you forward that kind of inspire you to take that step and you did take that step right. and congratulations on that uh, all those applications right you took that step and so did i when i did my first five day challenge years ago even if it didn't turn out great yeah and there is one more thing it's more like you take that step and it's not that everything's going to be suddenly you're perfect or everything's going to change it's more like you're still going to probably feel before every conversation that you're going to have you're still going to feel those feelings and you know those that um yeah. that old part of you is going to tell you that you're not perfect you know oh my god what if you suck at this you know and those feelings are still there and i don't know when they're going to stop you know coming to me i, I can just tell from my experience that I, right now when i'm talking to you and i look at my screen i feel like oh god i look crap <laughs> so it's like it's not that once you will take that step and show up you know uh everything's gonna you know magically change it's more about you might feel this way for a very long time and it's okay it's the process that we have to kind of go through maybe or maybe we just have to continue doing this for the rest of our lives feeling scared and feeling judged and not good maybe maybe that's the way and i mean feeling kind of scared and feeling kind of 
uh, nervous or something. It's part of growth because you can't grow in the comfort zone. You can't stay comfortable all your life and expect that you're going to grow like massively. If you look at every successful entrepreneur or every successful athlete out there, whatever they are successful in, it started out them being scared, them being kind of imposter syndrome. Can I do this? Can I really be the fastest in the world? Everyone have doubts, right? The difference is that they were committed to their goal. I am going to be the fastest in the world. I am going to have a successful business. I am going to show up like that successful person out there, right? And I think the, the athletes is, is really good to compare to because they started out not being the fastest in the world. Because if they started out trying to be the fastest in the world, they would never be the fastest in the world because they started being the slowest, right? Somewhere. So, and it's a journey and we need to commit to that journey. And I think that it doesn't matter how successful you are. You will always have those feelings, and those feelings are part of your growth. As if you are totally comfortable, you're not scared, you don't feel anything, you're not growing. You're not growing. You have stopped growth. Everyone, it doesn't matter how how big you are, how, how amazing coach, or if you're the biggest coach in the world, the biggest athlete, the biggest of whatever, as soon as you don't feel anything, I don't think there is any growth. As I said before, the goal, the dream, the wish, whatever we want, the impact, the legacy is actually bigger than our fears. And commit to the journey because it takes time. There is no such thing as overnight success, right? Yeah, and there is no such thing as, you know, $100,000 in 10 days. No, it, it isn't if we're just starting out. We need to, to understand that uh, it's marketing. It's marketing, right? And we need to kind of separate that and move away. That is the, the blinders, put the blinders on and don't look at it because it's marketing. We are the good marketers out there. They are really good. It's so beautiful, Angela, that I, I know that you're a sales strategist and you help people with sales, closing sales. But you chose to speak about this topic because I know how much it matters for people to be even, you know, when they're starting up, when they're struggling with this phase. Um, sales is never going to come. That phase is never going to come if they cannot break through this feeling, this mindset itself. So I'm, it's so beautiful that you're talking about the things that can really change thousands of lives. You know, people are really, really stuck under the impression that they really need to be something that they're not at this point of time. It's more about them being where they are, accepting themselves and believing in their, you know, movement and taking that step, you know, even if they're scared. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really tied to sales as well, because sales is something that needs to be done, but a lot of people fear, right? I guess almost everyone. And the thing that we talked about today to, to be able to um, embrace the journey and everything, it also comes with sales, right? And I always say that sales, selling is not selling, right? Sales is not selling. Sales is serving. And you have a gift. And by not sharing that gift, by not giving people the opportunity to, to get access to your solutions to the problem that they have, you're not being of service. You're, and we are service providers. And our job is to be of service to people. And around sales, this imposter syndrome, all these kind of feelings comes up, right? 
which means yeah yeah, right? yeah. And, means and it shows up in the meetings it shows up it shows up it it is it, it, it's like and i want everyone to fall in love with sales to embrace being sold to but also embrace selling and that requires a lot of mindset work and understand that you are not i i hate the word pitch for an example because i think it's an opportunity i think it's an invitation not a pitch right and that is why i love uh, events right because i that is when i really moved away from this stuck in selling is selling to selling is serving kind of thing and but we are usually stuck in our own head when it comes to sales because we see all these people closing claiming to closing 100k in two days brand new right but we also need to understand that the ones that actually do 100k launches 200k launches one million dollar launches they didn't start there right they didn't start out having five to ten salespeople closing calls to them, whatever they are doing, right? They also started somewhere, right? And we need to embrace that process and sales is part of it. But I love authentic selling. I am not a pussy salesperson, right? I want the right people to work with me. I want them to say like, oh, I want to work with you, right? And that is kind of the mindset shift I want to, and actually a movement when it comes to sales as well right because sales is something that yeah it's a com it's a podcast on its own <laughs> to, to talk about those kind of things but it also is like strange when it comes to selling because we are so scared of selling right at the same time we want people to give us money the same money they have worked very hard to, to gain but we don't want to show up for them it's kind of a bad cycle that whole coaching business have turned up in right and you have the chance with your own flaws whatever you want to call them that i think it's strength to go out and interrupt that and say here i am this is who i am this is what i stand for this is my secret source here this is my personality this is how i work if you like that come come with me come with my movement here right but you can't do that right um if you stay behind the computer and never kind of execute right and go out there and actually show up and you know what we talked about in perfection building relationships and you know taking that step even if we if we are scared of doing it and coming out raw and real it's all kind of it, it's all going to build up that confidence to show up even in your sales process right it's all going to contribute yeah. because you are now accepting yourself and if you are accepting yourself your audience is going to see that confidence come from building competence in something and you can't build competence by not doing something it's impossible right. like every athlete out there became the best by doing the reps they run the same race over 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 millions of times to become the best right to be good at launching you need to do it over and over and over again to be a good salesperson you need to sell over and over and over again it it doesn't happen overnight especially if we don't come from a sales background maybe or or those kind of things it's going to take some time but unfortunately the instant gratification of overnight success is going to take over for a lot of people and i want to move away from that say okay it's okay if it takes time don't look at other people's journey you have no idea how many failure they have behind them 
what happened years and years. You have no idea. Don't compare yourself to those. Your journey is unique. It's your journey. No one else's journey. Right? So as long as we don't stop. Yes, because then every time we stop and start over, you go backwards before you go forwards, right? And if you always start over, you will all you will actually move backwards. You will never move forwards. But we are so impatient. We are so focused on overnight success, instant gratification, that we can't see the long journeys, things long term. And if we kind of think long term, yeah, just do the reps, right? Over and over, whatever you want to do, because it could be something else, right? But when it comes to sales, if you want to do sales calls, you need to do sales calls over and over and over again. You can't give up after 10 and say, this doesn't work. Of course it works because people are making billions of dollars on sales calls. Right? So of course it works. But we need to do it over and over again. It's the same with challenges. People, webinars, whatever. People say webinars doesn't work. Yeah, the ones that say that, yeah, they haven't mastered it. Because you need to do it over and over again. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be the master at webinars. That is not how the world works. Amazing, amazing. I just love this conversation. And we can keep going on for, for I think, hours. <laughs> and uh, I'm so happy that you, know, uh, that you brought up this conversation, Angela. It's so important. I, I can you know, tell you from my own experience and the people whom I coach to build their businesses, it's just so important you know, to, to help them understand that wherever they are is enough for them to make that progress, you know, and, and the success has to come if they don't quit in between, right? So it has to come. Now, Angela, let my audience know if they really loved your, this energy and the mindset, you know, shift that they have got from you today. Um, let us know where they can find you and how they can work with you. What are your programs? Can you just let us, you know, go through into your programs and the way you work with people a little bit so it's easy for us to take the call. Absolutely. So, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook, Angela Sandust. It's just me, so it's going to be easy to find me. <laughs> and what I help my clients with is, of course, virtual events. How to master selling your offer one-to-many instead of one-to-one, -one, right? And we do that in a different kind of way because some people are just starting out. So we have a membership for people that are just starting out their online entrepreneurial journey. And then we, of course, work with all the fundamentals. I do not work with anything that is complicated. I work with the five stones that is in the fundamentals of all kinds of business. Right? And then we have the next level, and that is our Sales Made Simple Academy. And that is for anyone that is ready to scale. And we do that with virtual events. But what I really kind of want to embrace the way that we work is that we take everyone through a process of looking at the clarity, the offer, and then the events, which means we help them with the entire journey right? of doing webinars, masterclasses, challenges, workshops, and live launches. That is our expertise. And throughout the years, we have actually hosted 380-ish live virtual events ourselves. So we have done a lot of them. And we have tried, I can say 2022 was the year when we tried webinars the most. Because what happened after the pandemic was that a lot of people zoomed out. They didn't want to be on Zoom. So we saw the conversion rate drops. So we did testing, testing, testing. 
So we now relaunched after New Year 2023, an entire new way of doing webinars, for example. So that is all that I kind of teach inside my academy, either starting out or kind of ready to grow to the six figures or beyond using virtual events, selling your offer one to many. And you can find all the information if you contact me on uh, social media, LinkedIn or Facebook. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to provide the details of your program and your profile details in the description of this podcast as well. So it's easy for people to reach out to you. Awesome, Angela. Thank you so much. Now, the last question is because you've got so many gold nuggets for us. If you have to give three tips to my audience so that they can come out of their own way and really thrive in this world, what will that be? So first of all, I would say embrace the imperfect action. The imperfect action is actually what's going to kick your business off the ground or make it scale. Simplify. You do not need any complicated whatever, okay? Simplify everything that can be simplified because it's easy to get caught up in complicated tactics, things, whatever whatever it is, right? And the third thing that I want to embrace is be you. We need more of you. I can say dare to be you. Because in this noisy world, copy and paste, everyone wants to, to look perfect. Embrace yourself, dare to be you, show up as you, be the imperfect person that you actually are. Because people buy from people. So true. So true. Thank you so much, Angela, for showing up. And and, and I'm sure that this episode is going to give so much value to each and everyone listening to my podcast. Thank you so much for taking out your time. And I'm going to get in touch with you to learn more about the virtual events. Thank, uh, thank you so much for having me.